Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we look at a few verses together in the book of First Peter, chapter number two. I was thinking about this week. I've been uh, busy and blessed to be so. Been able to preach in uh, two different states this week, and let's see, preached a total of five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine different times this week, and saw souls saved. Many uh, people surrendered to the Lord. Some young men surrendered to preach throughout this week. It's been a very profitable and productive week, and next week will be the same. I'll be preaching uh, more times, actually, next week. It'll be uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven times, actually, next week, and looking forward to that. And God is just good to us. I hope that you're busy serving the Lord. You know, we don't have forever to make an eternal difference, but we have right now. We have today, and I think we ought to take advantage of every moment that we have to do something of eternal value. I want us to look together in 1 Peter 2. Now, if you've missed some of our studies as we've gone verse by verse through the New Testament, you can find this broadcast, Striving for Revival, wherever you get your podcasts. So you can go to Spotify, you can go to uh, uh, in the iTunes, wherever it is you get your podcasts, and type in Striving for Revival, and we have all of these studies archived, and that way you can listen at your leisure and at your own pace, and if you've missed one, you can find it there, and that way you stay up to date. And I want you to do that. I think it'll be an encouragement to you. It'll be a help. I believe it's helped me, and so I'd ask you to go do that. First Peter chapter 2. Now, we've read down through verse number 15. Today, we'll pick up in verse number 16. We'll read verse 15 as well, but the Bible is talking about this need to submit ourselves to authority. God is the chief authority, and God has ordained human authority in our lives. It doesn't matter who you are. There is always someone over you. You have to obey somebody, the speed limit, whatever it is, and the Bible says that we ought to. Why? Because the lost world is looking for an occasion, looking for a reason to cast doubt on our Christianity so that they might cast doubt on our Christ. And they're looking for reasons to justify themselves living lost and living wicked and being what they are, unsaved people. And so we need to live a life that's above reproach, the Bible says. And so Paul, or Peter rather is admonishing his readers, these strangers that he's writing to, these Jewish people who've been saved, to live an exemplary kind of life, to have an honest, conversation or a lifestyle that is not filled with duplicity. It is genuinely godly, a Christian life. In verse 15 said, for that is the will of God. So the will of God for me and for you is to live a life that honors God, to live a life that glorifies God, to live a life that shines our light and is salt and is a billboard for Jesus that is positive. That's the will of God. With well-doing, 
You may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Boy, we hear a lot of foolish men speaking today, don't we? They have Twitter feeds and Facebook pages, and they have uh, some of them have uh, uh, podiums on the House and Senate floors, and we hear ignorant, foolish people speak all of the time. And I tell you what they like. They like it when a Christian messes up because they think that means our Savior is of no value. I'm not perfect. I'm just saved. You're not perfect. You're just saved. And we understand that. We're just like... Like they are sinners, but we're saved by grace. Yet they'll take that little chink in your Christianity and use it to say that there is a, a flaw in your Savior. So we are to live a life. That's the will of God for us. We're to live a life that is a life filled with that which would glorify God and put to silence those ignorant fools, amen, that are out there looking to deny our God. Verse 16 gives us an admonition, a charge. <clears throat> the Bible said, as free and not using your liberty. Now, that's a good word. Maybe you ought to circle it there if you're studying along in your Bible, and we'll talk a little bit about that word today. At your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. All right, and so he's writing to these Christian people, and he's saying, now, listen to me. Don't use your liberty as an excuse or as an occasion to do evil. Now, liberty, what's he talking about? He is talking about their freedom from the Mosaic law, Jewish people. They've been saved by grace, so now they're not under law, they're under grace. And so they have this liberty in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, liberty, misunderstood, leads into maliciousness. But liberty, understood, leads to righteousness. If you'll take your Bible sometime at your at an opportunity and go back to Galatians chapter number 5. The Bible said in verse 1, stand fast therefore in the here's the word liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Four times in the book of Galatians, Paul mentions the word liberty. In our chapter we're studying, Peter uses the word Liberty. Now, often liberty is misused as a cloak for carnality. But I want you to understand something, and Peter is following up with what Paul gives us in Galatians. Liberty is not freedom from righteousness or a standard, and is not freedom to sin. But rather, liberty is that freedom to live the way Jesus would have you live. I am free from my shackles that I was bound in. I'm free from the law. I'm free from sin. I'm a new creature in Christ. And now I don't have to, but boy, I want to. I want to live a life that glorifies God. So he's saying here, don't use your liberty. You've been set free, but don't use that as an occasion to live like the devil. Devil. But rather use your liberty, not license, but your liberty to glorify God. Now, we're living in a generation where people like the word liberty, and they, uh, they use the antithesis of liberty, and they'll say legalism. 
And they'll say anybody that has any sense of righteous standard in their life at all is a legalist. But that's not true. A legalist is not someone who dresses modest. A legalist is not someone who doesn't go to a movie house. A legalist isn't someone who says that uh, teenagers ought not date, things of that nature. A legalist, scripturally, is one who would add works to salvation. That's what the Pharisees were. But the liberal of today would like to label anybody with the standard higher than theirs as a legalist and then they would see themselves living in liberty. And often those who say they're at liberty are so bound in sin... There's no sense of liberty whatsoever. Now, they'd never admit it. They'd say, I'm free, and I'm freer than I've ever been, and yet they're entangled. They're at liberty so they can drink their wine. They're at liberty so they can cheat on their spouse. They're at liberty so they can cuss like a sailor. They're at liberty so they can smoke their pot. They're at liberty so they don't go to church. They're at liberty so they expose their body as they go to the store. They're at liberty so they have no sense of godliness whatsoever. Now, Peter's saying, don't you take your liberty, and don't you redefine it, and don't you revise it, and don't you mess with it. He said, don't use your liberty for an occasion to do evil. Hey, you're a servant of God. You're supposed to, by well-doing, silence the ignorance of foolish men. I want to say a legalist is somebody who says, I love my list. They use their list of standards, and they think that makes them spiritual. But the other end of the spectrum is one who lives by license, and that's the one who's just totally liberal out in left field and says, I'm not going to have any standards at all. But right in the middle of those two ditches is Bible liberty. Bible liberty is, I love my Lord. I deny myself. I don't uh, indulge my flesh. I don't ex uh, exalt my flesh. I deny myself. I try to crucify my flesh, and I want to let Jesus live through me. I'm not depending on the flesh. I'm not indulging the flesh, but I'm trying every day to crucify my flesh. And so here's what Peter says. Peter says, hey, listen, we've got to live a life that's above reproach. Now, you do have liberty. Christ has made you free. But that liberty is not license. That liberty is opportunity. That liberty is enablement to live a Christ-like life by crucifying the flesh. Whether it's Phariseeism or whether it's rank liberalism, both are totally flesh. But right in the middle of that road of those two ditches of legalism and license is liberty. And liberty is guided by the Spirit and dying to self. I'm going to challenge every one of my listeners today don't fall into that right side of the road, that ditch. Don't find yourself in the left side of the road in that ditch. But we'll just strive to get right down the middle and use our liberty, not for an occasion to do wrong, but our liberty to let our light so shine so it might make a difference in this lost and dying world. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.